Hi, welcome to episode 37 of the Oral Fix podcast. I'm Drew Brown. I'm Henry Diaz. And we are your lovely hosts of the Oral Fix. The Oral Fix is a weekly social commentary podcast for the gay community. You can find us on Stitcher.com, iTunes, Podomatic, SoundCloud, and a whole else whole host of other places that you can find on our website at oralfixpodcast.com. So, Miss Henry, how are you feeling? I'm good. Are you on medications this week? <laughs> I am not. I'm not on medication this week. <laughs> lovely. We're your lovely hosts. Wow. <laughs> 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 well, you know, I mean, every, I mean, we have to change it up, you know, it's not like, you know, it's like, you know, like the Simpsons opening, you have to change it up each episode, we've got to keep it fresh and new, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, sounds like somebody like, got some recently, Mr. Two Biggest. Uh, well, I did get really? some, I did get some, but not, not from him. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the pace to live in a... Large city. <laughs> uh, well, no pun intended. Uh, yeah. Well, you should know. Every time you come here, you're always like so hot in the ass. You're like, oh my god, there's so many guys all around me. I don't know what to do. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. But yeah. But you know, I'm trying to just you know change up the introductions a little bit. Okay. I, I, I was just asking. I was just asking. We're on episode 37, you know? we got to keep it fresh and new. Unlike, uh, you know... Unlike what? <laughs> are you coming for me, bitch? Are you are, are you trying it? So early in the show. Well, we all know that you have those not-so-fresh feelings, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, how, how, how are you, darling? Are you, doing, are you doing good this week? I'm doing fine. This week has been fine my allergies have been not fine we've been having this mild winter and it's been causing so much havoc and at the same time i got a new computer and i had to send it right back that was because it came with a defaulty defective um webcam and mic and uh it was a hp pavilion and gotham uh, you cannot you know have you know webcam sex <laughs> Uh, you know, you always turn it into like something sexual. What's going? Well, on? hello, because you're like, I have to send it back right away. I'm like, you just got it. Like, you you make it seem like, you know, I mean, if I had a new computer, and it was, I mean, of course, the webcam. That's you know, right. Run away, bitch. Once you get confronted, you just run away. No, but you're like, you know, <laughs> I you just had to like, you had to like send it back right away because you as well, because yeah, because the webcam. I mean, like, I don't want to have like, you know, something that doesn't work. And you know how many how much webcams cost these days? Like on my budget, I'm not able to afford like a really good hundred dollar webcam. Yeah. Okay. And supposedly HP says like you know in this new line of HP pavilions, um, they have true HD vision, which is supposed to be like this really good you know comparable to the iMac and MacBook Pro type of VGA quality um, webcam. You know, recording. So I I don't know, and I don't have, by the way, um, sex via webcam. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, well you could you should take it however you can get it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know, I know, I know, you know, the gays are not running rampant in the sticks where you are, so, you know, I ain't mad at you, get it how you can. Well, <laughs> you know, you, you might be cute and all, but your laughter is getting, uh, you know, it's like getting a little too piercing, you might move that mic away from your mouth a little. <laughs> that uh, evil, just, that evil huntress, huntress laughter. You just can't, you just can't take the shade, darling. <laughs> Whatever, Miss Latrice. <laughs> You're trying to be like Latrice from RuPaul's Dragon. <laughs> so anyway, so the computer's going to get fixed and you'll, you'll be fine. No, the computer's not going to get re- fixed because Sears.com is just horrible. They're horrible, horrible. And why did I buy it through Sears? Don't ask me. But they had really good prices, especially on this HP Pavilion. It was like, it was a steal at the price that I was buying it at. And... It was like $769, you were getting like 6 gigabytes worth of memory and uh, almost a terabyte of hard drive space. You were getting an iCore you know, 5 um, pe- uh, processor from Intel, which is the Sandy Bridge version, which is super fast. And it was a very good computer, except that you know, they, it had these parts that weren't working, and I was afraid that if I kept it, it was just going to, the whole entire unit was going to malfunction at me at some point. So, and in Feng Shui, they always also say that um, not to buy things that are broken because you're inviting that energy into your life. So I was like, no, I'm, I'm sending this right back. And Sears' policy is that they won't give you an exchange. You have to send it back and then they'll credit you back the money and then you can okay. repurchase it, which is like... All right, that's not hopeful. Like, I'm gonna put my money back into the slot machine and getting, you know, like hoping that I'm not gonna get crap the next time. <laughs> yeah, I mean that doesn't make any sense. I mean that's kind of bad customer service. You would think that they would be able to just be able to replace it. Yeah, I mean other than that, I am. That's my only like you know gripe for this week. Other than that, I'm like having like the time of my life on Facebook. I, I'm loving that timeline and I'm loving the fact that. I'm con- reconnecting with my mother's um, family, which we've been like um, ever since my godmother passed away um, about 20 plus years ago. My godmother was like my second mother, and um, and so was her family, and we're all like second cousins and stuff. And so it's just been really good energy and love on top of it all. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. you know it's, that's my week. My week is is that. How about yours? What's yours like? Um, it's been good. You know, I'm, you know, getting ready to go back to Canada, you know, next week. So what? Yeah, I'm going back to Canada again. So you got a man um, up there, don't you? I mean, like, that's I wish just got back from Canada. (laughs) I know I'm going back because it's my nephew's birthday. So I'll be, you know, I'm leaving on Thursday. Um, so, you know, just trying to get things in order but i've been kind of in a funk you know lately you know just trying to like now i don't know what it is um i'm trying to like figure it out but i'm just trying to like you know remain positive and hope that baby jesus is you know has a plan out there baby jesus he was yeah exactly but um you know and, and a lot of my friends too have been kind of in a funk as well so i don't know if there's something going around i think or... something's going around because i also was in the funk this week besides my my allergies and i just kept on sharing about it with all my other friends and my other friends have been experiencing too i think it was, yeah yeah 
So um, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm, you know, I mean, of course, you know, I'm thankful that, you know, I'm here to live another day and, you know, all that good stuff. Um, but, you know, it's just been, you know, there's something in the air. So, yeah, something in the air. Hopefully Chicky Toro is not listening so he doesn't think that we don't sound too chipper and <laughs> <laughs> and doom and gloom. Oh, doom and gloom. But, yeah. But other than that, you know, it's been good. Um, you know, I, I guess I'm becoming more of a slut lately, I guess. I'm not really a slut, but, you know. Well, I've been... oh, please own it, because last week you were calling yourself literally a slut. <laughs> <sighs> no, well, I was, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean. All I, messed it... up at the bar, meeting Mr. Tubek, who doesn't even speak English. And... Yeah. And, we're and you didn't re- even remember his name, and you admitted to yeah. being all sloshed yeah. up. Okay, mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, you know, we're still we're still talking, so you know, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. And then, uh, you know, I met this other kid, you know, and, but he's like, he, I don't understand these these young kids today. He claims that he's bisexual, but I don't know why I'm telling my business. But yeah, but yet he just, but yet he he he's bisexual and he has relationship with girls, so he says. Uh, but he's. But when he's in relationship with a guy, he's a bottom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you put your ass in the air a little too quick to be bisexual. Not that, I'm just like, <laughs> this seems a little too gay for me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to, you know, diss bisexuals or whatever. And maybe he is. But he just, just, I just got this thing from him that, like, I don't know... I don't know where he just wasn't comfortable with just being gay yet, or just he's like, you know, I'll, you know, one day I'll be gay. You know, I think I find myself. I think I'll probably come out of the closet. I was just like, wait, wait, got issues. We're talking about Mr. Too Big here. No, this is someone else. Okay, is this guy Dominican also, or no, he's uh, Brazilian. Oh, oh, you know, there's a lot of Brazilians are bi. A lot of, you know, you'd be surprised. A lot of Latin men are bi, especially. Um, from other uh, Latin countries like South America and the Caribbean, a lot of them are are, are bi. Yeah. So, whatever. But and, I mean, and they know and you can't blame him for knowing what he likes. I mean, no, like, I, I don't I don't blame him. It was just like it was just one of those things when when I just saw his ass go up in the air so quick. I was like, Chow, you are too much of a lady. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Let's be real. Like, let's, you know, like, don't try to give me, like, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm Mr. Macho, and, you know, I, you know, I, I still date girls and blah, blah, but I'm, you know, whatever. I was just like, whatever. Do you? I don't care. No judgment. Do you? He's only, I mean, he was only, like, 25, so, I mean, he's he's still young. Whatever. <laughs> he has to have time to figure it out. <laughs> 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 but um, but yeah. So that's that. So I guess I've been busy, <laughs> to, to, to say the least. Yeah, busy being a top. Oh my god. <laughs> so, <laughs> busy be. You know, my only other gripe for the week is French. I'm not gonna be able to watch it for a month, and I don't know what the hell's going on with them. And you know, I heard that they may have a um, fifth season coming around but um, this fifth season is only going to be like to tie up loose ends because it really seems like it's going to go down the drains like they're going to cancel the show after they do yeah. this fifth season and you know it's a shame because this last 
episode was so good. Actually, the last two episodes. No, it's been good. It's been good since it's been back. I've, I've like watched all the episodes I watched. I mean, they've been pretty good. Um, it seemed like they were, you know, were getting the hint or just knowing, kind of listening to the fans a little bit or just listening to people. And the storylines were good. Like, and things. It, was, it seemed a lot more interesting than what it's been in the past. But I don't think it's it's still not enough for it to. Uh, save itself in the ratings. The ratings are just horrible. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. You know, I had this dream, like, after, right before I watched this pe- recent one, where Peter visited me, and he made love to me in a dream. I'm sure. I'm sure he did, girl. But it seems so <laughs> real. I mean, God, it seems so real. To get out of the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> your clock is ticking, honey. Your clock is telling you need to dust off that ear. You need to dust, <laughs> you need to dust off your cooter, girl. <laughs> you need to dust off your cooter, and you need to uh, get it together. That's what it's telling you. It's telling you it is time. And Walter, Walter was also in in my dream. You got gangbanged by Walter, by father and son? No, 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 no. Walter came to take away Peter because they had to go do some important work. (laughs) (laughs) I can't, you know, if I were to meet Joshua Jackson or even to have him on the podcast, I would, like, not behave like myself. I would be so, like, I don't know. Really unpredictable. <laughs> uh, I, I've seen you. Be, I've seen you. I've seen you when you get starstruck. I can only imagine. It's not. It's not pretty. So, um, <laughs> so do you want to? Speaking of stars, do you want to introduce our our guest that we have? Yes, everyone. Our our latest celebrity is. Um, I would love to say that you know she's from my hometown, but. You know, I only lived in Rochester for about a year, um, but it's um, someone that I <clears throat> drew and myself love, um, and thought should have never had gone home too early from RuPaul's season two's Drag Race, and that is Pandora Box. And <laughs> you said it right. You said it right. You said it? <laughs> I did say it right. <laughs> was that why you were taking your time? <laughs> yes, because I was. Pandora, I know Pandora is listening. <laughs> Pandora, everyone had to like, you'll listen, you'll you'll see, you'll hear the show. But she had to like, you know, put me in my place several times throughout the show. And uh, yeah. so we're really excited to introduce you and have her on the uh, on the oral fix. So I hope you guys enjoy the the interview. And um, here she is, Pandora Box. In the corner of my eye I got this problem How he's gonna get inside I think of my parts down there And I'm so aware I need something more than this rusty back door I need a cooter A large luscious labia I need a cooter How much do I gotta pay for one? Can I get one on loan To get that straight boy home? He don't want my cooter I need a cooter Hey y'all, welcome to another special edition of the Oral Fix Podcast. We have a celebrity amongst us again. 
And this time we have Pandora's box. Welcome, Pandora. <laughs> Thank you. And you know, there's no S in, in my name. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like we're interviewing Pandora's box. What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, if you want to, I'll just put, I'll put the phone down there. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's a whole other show. <laughs> oh, my God. At least I didn't call you Scooter. <laughs> oh, God. So, tell us... Um, Pandora, I, I'm, how you know how you doing? How how how's your life been since um, RuPaul's Drag Race season two? Well, you know it hasn't really changed very much at all. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, it's been great. I mean, it's been a crazy, wild ride, and you know I'm really thankful that I got on the show, and it's it's an amazing thing for me, and. And I'm amazed that, you know, it's two years later after um, I've been on the show and I'm still working and, and still in people's minds. So that's pretty good. Well, I have to tell you, Pandora, I, I, I've seen you perform before you were even on RuPaul's Drag Race. And uh, when I heard you were on there, I was like, oh, my God. I uh, actually lived in Rochester for a year and I frequently go back there to visit my family. But... It was a it was a really weird part of my life, and you were like the most funnest thing. Whenever I went to, um, I forget the club's name, but it's closed down now. Like you're performing now at this other club at the Spaghetti Factory, which I forget the name too. Also, <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it's not the Spaghetti Factory. I'm not <laughs> <going there> <laughs> um, yeah, the club that closed down was Mothers, and the club that I right, performed at until I moved from Rochester. It was Tilt Nightclub. Tilt. And you moved from Rochester? I do. I live in L.A. now. Oh. Oh, okay. A girl is moving on up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which is L.A. traffic is the reason why I'm a little late today. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. How do you like L.A.? Uh, I, you know, I like it. It's still kind of an adjustment. You know, I'm moving from Rochester, New York, and the East Coast to the West Coast is kind of a little bit of a culture shock. It's a little different. <laughs> but um, And the traffic here is is just horrendous and a nightmare, and I, yeah. still, I don't think I'll ever be able to deal with that. But, um, but there's just so many more opportunities out here, and the one amazing thing is that it's always sunny. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's nice. Because Roch- Rochester is not known for sunshine. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's always gloomy and 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 it's cold during bitterly cold during winter. Ooh. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, you have to you have to load up on your vitamin D so you're not a grouchy bitch when you live there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to say that you know, I mean, you know, you got a lot of, you know, you got a lot of shit on this, like on on your your season, um, from the judges. But you have really turned things around and really have, you know, you're everywhere. I see you like hosting comedy gigs. Or you're always working. You're always doing this. Like, do, do you ever run into um any any of the old judges and give them a <laughs> and say, look at me now. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, honestly, no, because they never really, it was always just what I wore. It was never really what I did. Like, they pretty much That's liked true. everything I did. They just didn't like what I wore. 
and I was totally like, you know, I, I got it. I was fine with it, and you know, I I can change what I wear. But yeah. if they had had a problem with me and my character and what I did, then I think I would have been more uh, devastated by it. Not that I wasn't. I mean, there were many, many nights when I went back to the hotel room and I was just like, why? What <laughs> 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 just like, I mean, what are you going to do when someone says, uh, like in episode two or three, I don't like your style? Yeah. Okay, well... Why don't I just throw out all the clothes I have and start yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it was like sense, you know, who called you like a crack. Like he said, he said like if you're gonna be a crack whore, then then commit to it. I was like, what? <laughs> I know Santino is just like he's just bizarre as it is. So <laughs> yeah, it was probably the only thing I was actually slightly offended by because he said if you're gonna be a co whore, then just go all the way. I was like, co whore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's just a sensible fluorescent green leopard print dress for crying out loud, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, 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 maybe he just didn't like Rochester or something. Because you really, I think you know, you shouldn't have been sent home early on in the show, and you shouldn't have been. I mean, there was other people. I, I'm sorry, and I still am upset at the fact that. Um, her name escapes me. That's how much I think of her. The one who won for that season. Um, Tyra. Tyra. Oh, my God. I think, if anything, you should have, uh, you know, if you were going to get sent home, you should get it sent home, like, if you were, like, you know, competing to be, like, the final three. <laughs> I, I, I really didn't agree with, I mean, you were so much more talented than those other girls, even Juju B. Like I, I was like surprised that Juju B even made it that far. <laughs> well, thank you. You know, I was kind of like really, I was, I'm not kind of, I was really upset when I got kicked off because I actually thought for once I might win the challenge because to me, like what I was told on the runway, they liked everything. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I yeah. might actually. And this, and then when it's you, I'm sorry, my dear, you're up for elimination. <laughs> I, you can see it on my face. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, hell no, people. <laughs> and then I've got to listen to Shake Your Love, Debbie Gibson. Uh, <laughs> well, you so know, I, I mean, went, and I went up against UGB, and I was like, oh, I'm going home. Because they just... Uh, her, they loved everything they, she was doing so much, and me, they were constantly on about what I was uh, wearing. That I'm just like, oh, there's no way. I don't, I don't care if I uh, swift the floor with my taint with what we just saw in this last episode of Drag Race. Which I don't know if you're watching the new season. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. and that was ridiculous. <laughs> I, I don't know, but that is the best line I think I've heard all season. In Drag Race was when the <laughs> one said that I don't. I think she was swiftering the floor with her taint. I'm like. <laughs> That's just gold right there. Yeah, no, that that is that is. Um, but how? But so, how's life been besides um, besides the move to LA? What else has been going on? Um, you know, I've been traveling and working uh, in different cities across the country, which is great. And I just uh, last night I was had a really very tiny part in the new Chelsea Handler sitcom. Are you there, Chelsea? On NBC. Oh, man. Yeah, so I, I've been doing like things like that, and you know, I I think honestly, me getting kicked off when I did 
was probably more beneficial to me than winning. I didn't think so at the time. Like after, like people are still mad. <laughs> I still get like, yeah, I'm mad on my too. Twitter. They're like, I'm still mad that you got kicked off, or they're like, I'm just I'm so mad. And I'm like, I think that worked. I think it actually like, gave me a lot of more fans and people on my side because people. I think actually people were more mad than I was mad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so I guess you you were the Jennifer Hudson Jennifer Hudson of your seasons because I mean, you know, she went on and. She got her Oscar, and she's doing, you know, great things. So, you know, you could, you know, and you're doing great things. So, you know, it's not, you don't have to necessarily win the comp, have to win the comp, competition to, you know, for good things to happen. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that if you look at any reality show, you know, there's a lot of times you don't even remember who won the season. Yeah. You remember people that, that made an impact. Now, Pandora, yeah. do you have a, a um, background in theater, Pandora? Uh, I do actually have a background in theater. I went to college for theater for a little while, but then I, I dropped out and then later went back for communications and got my bachelor's degree. And I've been kind of acting since I was like five years old. And when I was in the fifth grade, I actually wrote my own play and we put it on for the school. And oh, my God. So it's always been a part of me. Yeah, and actually right before I got on Drag Race, I had written a play and we were producing it in Rochester with a, a friend of mine. And then I went and left and taped Drag Race and then I came back and then we went right into rehearsals for that. So um, it was called The Lipstick Massacre. It's this comedic murder mystery. Ooh. Kind of like a clue. And um, yeah, we put it on and we sold out all four shows. And that was actually before Drag Race was even announced, then right after. Wow. Um, you know, that was on Drag Race, so. Okay. Wow. And, uh, go ahead, Henry. No, go ahead. Um, and so, and now you've also kind of, now you're dabbling in the in the music world, which was single cooter, which was hilarious, <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> oh, what was that about, Pandora? <laughs> I mean, that's classic Pandora, but you were, like, getting edgy there. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was just working through some shit, you know? <laughs> Originally, we were working on a different song, and this was kind of one that, like I said, well, you don't have a song, and I, here's what I have written for it. Um, I want <laughs> on a cooter, a large, luscious idea. I need a cooter. How much do I have to pay for one? And I was like, and I'd like a song like that. <laughs> so we just, like, wrote the rest of the song, and we just had so much fun writing it because it's, like, so raunchy and ridiculous. And it's really, it is kind of based on <laughs> true life events. Not that I really want a uh, vagina, because I, I do not. Um, <laughs> you don't have to no come. Yeah, I'm happy with the parts I have completely. Um, but I worked at the bar in Rochester for a long time that was very, like, uh, straight. It kind of had a mixture of, of straight and gay. And there were so many times that these really hot, like guys would be like, oh, he's like, I don't. If only you had like a uh, pussy, I'd fuck you. <laughs> oh and I'm my like, god! Well, here, <laughs> have another drink instead, and then you know we can fuck together. But I, I heard it heard it so many times that there was a small time in my life where I kind of considered it because I was like, oh, maybe I should just get a badge and be done with it. <laughs> All these like hot guys want to stick with me. 
But um, I was like, no, I really don't want one. So then, like, years later, I I took that frustration and made it into a... I, so a, I saw. A, a <laughs> I wonder if that's like, you know, we never talked about that in our podcast yet, but, you know, I that, you know, your same thoughts that you've had, had um, I have had in the past also. Um I think just, every gay man has probably had those thoughts, you know. <laughs> How yeah, about, because there's so like there's so many straight guys that like that have said that to me, like that are just like, oh, if only you had a vagina. And you and then you think for a minute, oh God, where can I can I just get one for right now? <laughs> just for now. <laughs> Somebody let me borrow one. <laughs> I, I've said I've said like can I just borrow your vagina to so many of my friends like you have? So, yes oh my god I, you know <laughs> just for that I promise I won't you know it, I will I won't return it back you used you know I'll I'll be gentle with it and what do they say well they say oh Drew <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but whatever Rochester men are um. I don't want to take too much of your spotlight, Pandora, but you know, just to relate to what you're saying, you know, my time in Rochester, I, it was awful. Like I made some gay friends, and then um, a lot of the guys that I met, where I would meet like online, and or if I met them at Mothers, they or at the that other club which closed down, uh, besides Mothers, where a lot of buys would come in. You know, they were in the closet and they were freaky and they, they were, it was just really stupid. I mean, like, I felt like a lot of Rochester was like really, and I'm not, you know, I'm not going to diss the buys here, but a lot of them were bi and they were just awful people. <laughs> yeah, I, I Rochester. Bring on the hate mail now, Henry. <laughs> I mean, well, <laughs> a lot of Rochester has a lot of gay people. It, it really has a high gay population. I think it's got like the number two. I think it's actually per capita it's the highest in the state. But I could be wrong about that. I mean, New York City obviously has more gay people, but um, I think that uh, I think with Rochester, it's a great city. I love living there. I have a lot of amazing friends that live there. But if you're new to the Rochester scene, it tends to be very clicky and it's very hard to kind of like, I don't know, break into those clicks because I think that Rochester people don't realize they're in it, but I've heard it from so many people that come to Rochester and kind of like, oh, it's mm. very clicky here. One time I, I, I was in Mother's and, you know, Hedda was out of drag, Hedda Lettuce, and, you know, I know her from doing a lot of activist work in the in New York City, and, and she was like, oh, Henry, I'm like... Oh my God! What are you doing here? And like he grabbed onto me, and like we talked like forever throughout the night because he really, I think he found it hard also to socialize with people there. And that was like ten years ago, so I don't know what it's like now, but um, now it's kind of it's it's kind of changed into a college town. That's more because there's so, there's so many colleges there, and it, it tends to be crazy more of that. Yeah, because Kodak, you know, was a big, huge main staple and really isn't anymore. And, and so it, it's gone through some changes. So you grew up there, right? I actually didn't grow up there. I graduated high school near in a, in a small uh, city, Canandaigua, that is near oh, yeah. um, Rochester. It's, it's on one of the Finger Lakes. And, 
But I grew up in an even smaller town uh, near Pennsylvania, but still in New York, called Olean, New York. And uh, if you haven't heard of it, I'm not surprised. I have actually. <laughs> I have. I live like like right in this tri-state area. Okay. Okay. Very very small. Nothing here. I don't want to be back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so did you know? I I I've, we've you know for people who are new to you, or maybe you know people who are kind of don't really know everything about you. I, I know from seeing some interviews on Logo, your your history, but some of your history, but what, you know, can you tell us, like, what was it like for you growing up gay, and and um, also, you know, did you have fantasies of even doing drag, you know, as a gay youth? I would say that I did not have fantasies about doing drag, because I didn't even know it was something that you could do. Because I never saw a drag queen. I didn't see a drag queen until I was, like, 18, 19. Like, I didn't even know. And I guess I had probably seen them on TV, but when you saw them on TV, then it was just, like, they're just making fun of them. And then there was no nothing like RuPaul's Drag Race, and RuPaul wasn't on TV. So um, any drag queen was just kind of, like, a farce kind of thing. So it didn't really even dawn on me that that was something you could do. Um, I certainly had fantasies about being like a rock star or a Madonna and <laughs> time in my locked in my room lip syncing to a Madonna song. So um, I guess that it, it was in there. I just didn't know exactly what, how it was going to manifest itself. So. But um, growing up gay in a small town is, is really difficult. That I had a lot of friends and I had a lot of support, but I didn't know I was gay. So it was just, I felt different from everybody else, and I just didn't realize what it was so much later. So it was very hard to kind of feel different and not understand why. And and there's such a like inner struggle going on with me that it made it difficult. And then getting picked on and, and harassed almost every day is, is kind of tough. Mm. Yeah, and you revealed in season two, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, that you know you actually that you struggled like a lot of gay young people, I myself included, um, and I can identify with the, your story that you told, and I thought it was very courageous of you to say it on national television, that you know you, you dealt with some um, suicidal thoughts and, and tendencies, correct? Um, well, yeah, and attempts. I mean, I, I'm still alive, but I, I did try, I guess, I, you know. I can't remember. It's uh, not the laugh at suicide, but sometimes you have to kind of like, <laughs> like medicine with laughter. But it's like um, there's in that said, you know, oh, I had thought suicide, and I just I just got aspirin and I felt that. <laughs> um, but it, it was kind of you know I I, I did it that way and I, and you know I just made myself really sick and then I kind of thought after what am I doing and why am I doing this and I think were you bullied? Suicide is, was I? I'm sorry. Were you bullied growing up? Was I bullied? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of... Um, yes, but not not to... Like, when you're in it, it feels like it's horrible. But, like, as an adult, and knowing some of the stories of other people that I know that have gone through, my experience was kind of light compared to theirs because I was never beat up or anything. But I, like, there was a constant harassment. You know, they're constantly calling me gay and, and fag and, and all the, the list of names. But I just didn't... Part of me didn't really know what they were saying because I'm like... But, I don't even understand what they mean because I just wasn't, you know, my family never really talked about it. I didn't know anybody gay. I didn't know it was really something you could be. I just knew it was like this horrible word. And, and I was kind of asexual, so I wasn't really thinking about it. Wow. Later on, when I think back to certain things, like I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense, you know. Well, I, well, I had dreams of Keanu Reeves all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! It makes sense now. 
Hopefully he wasn't talking. <laughs> he's no, a like it was a dream. <laughs> he's a he's a lot he's a lot keto when he doesn't open his mouth. <laughs> In my dreams, he spoke better. <laughs> <laughs> and he was he wasn't acting, so it was good. <laughs> so it was all good. <laughs> Suffocation, the health remix by Crystal Castles. And just so you know, we will be, if you like that song or any other song that you hear in this podcast or any of our podcasts, we put in the links so you can be able to download for free. So um, we hope you enjoyed the part one of our interview with Pandora Box. And so here is part two with the lovely Pandora Box. And um, so, how did you arrive to Pandora's box? Pandora box. And, no, I'm sorry, Pandora yes. box. Stop <laughs> making me so goddamn possessive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm um, well, you know, I actually, when I came out towards the end of high school and realized I was gay, and um, the guy that I was dating took me to see a drag show, and and I saw a drag queen perform. This drag name is Darian Lake. Um, and I was just mesmerized because she was so talented and amazing. And I was just like blown away. And I'm like, I want to do that. And it's kind of like being a rock star, but you don't have to sing and you can, and like acting and, and like everything I love doing. And, um, and I could be like Madonna. <laughs> so that, that was really how it happened. And Pandora... I was into uh, Greek mytholoji at the time, and Greek mytho- according to Greek mythology, Pandora is the first woman ever created. She opened the forbidden box and unleashed all the evil onto the world, leaving only man to open inside. And I said, well, that name certainly says a lot, and you'll never know what to expect. And Madonna and Pandora have the same amount of letters, and they both ended in A. So <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then Pandora was born. She was. She crawled her way out of the womb and <laughs> do you never feel put like her back in the box. Oh. Do you ever feel like you um, are, are 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 getting tired of uh, of Pandora and want to like shut her up sometimes? <laughs> I mean, like, does she take um, over too much? I know, like, for my drag character, I do drag also on the side. Um, I I I just want to turn her off. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, there's certainly times when I'm just like, I need to close this room. It's got all the drag in it and shut it off. (laughs) I don't want to look at anything drag related. That's why if you came to like my apartment, you would see like there really isn't anything drag at all. Like I don't have pictures of myself or anything because I just, I need that like separation of not seeing it. And actually right before drag race and right before I got on, um, I was going to quit drag because I really was tired of it. It wasn't really going anywhere for me. I felt like I had done everything I could do in Rochester. So, I, And I knew if I uh, moved to a new city, I would have to start all over. And so I really just kind of said that um, if something didn't change within uh, that year, that I was going to quit. And then I got on Drag Race, and then it was like the universe said, keep your panties on, lady. <laughs> <laughs> was, it a, was it a tough, like, you know, process to, to get on Drag Race for you? Like, did they make you sweat it out a lot, or? Well, I auditioned for season one, and I didn't get on, so yes. Okay. I was very... It was very bitter. You know, I watched the first episode. I was like, this show sucks. And then I was like, like, oh, you know, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And then by episode three, I'm like, all right, just admit it. It's good. It's a good show and you didn't get on. So when when they got green for this season two, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get on this season. And, you know, you make your audition video, you go through a lot of interviews, and it is a lot of waiting around and not knowing if you got Mm -hmm. it or not. So it's, it's it's a long process. And are you are you are you close with any of the, the girls from your from your season or from any other season? Ugh, I hate them all. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I am. I, I mean, uh, I think that we really formed a bonding experience that you know only we know what we went through, and um, I definitely talk to all of them, not all of them, all the time. And you know, I'm I'm really close with Juju B and. Uh, Raven and, and Morgan and there's a lot of girls that move to LA so I see them you know in different seasons like Angina and Chanel and um, and Sahara for my season and now I'm just like oh god whose name haven't I called if they listen to this and they're like you didn't call my name <laughs> <laughs> but no there's a lot of amazing uh, great people that have been on that show not all of them but a lot of them <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it it definitely has. I mean, it definitely you know has brought you know drag into the fort, you know to the spotlight. And 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 I don't think it does it in a bad way. I think it's been it's been you know entertaining, but it's just been it's good. It's the best show. I mean, it's the best show. Definitely the best show on Logo. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that I mean it's a reality show, so you know there's heightened drama and all that kind of stuff. But I think. Yeah. The basic of it, it really does show how dedicated we are and how much work goes into what we do. And I, I think it really yeah. does showcase that very well. Hmm. So what's, what's, um, have, you, have you been taking uh, L.A. by storm? Like, have you been doing a lot of work in the clubs out there? Um, yeah. You know, I've been very fortunate that moving out here, that I've been able to, like, immediately jump into local shows here and, and work with a lot of the girls that live out here. And But I, I still travel a lot, too, so I, I do both. Okay. So are you? So how, how often do you travel? Um, it depends on when. You, I mean, sometimes it's every weekend. Oh, wow. So that doesn't that doesn't make for much for a a, a, a romantic life. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. well, 
I have been with my boyfriend for almost six years, so. Oh, okay. Um, yes. Congratulations. That's, that's a long time. Yeah, and gay years, it's like, what, 30 years? Yeah, that's yeah, that's a long time for gay years. Um, and thankfully, he is able to put up with me, and um, and he's all right with this kind of lifestyle. He he understands it's something I really have wanted and, and enjoy, and it, it's hard sometimes, you know, traveling so much and, and being apart. But we've always been, um, since we've been together, we, we've always liked our, um, you know, time together and time apart, because we feel that to, in order to have a really healthy relationship, you have to have your own life too you know you have to have your own time where you can go well i'm gonna go do this yeah if you don't want to that's fine because i mean i think it's the relationships that put so much emphasis on that we have to be together 24 hours a day all the time it, yeah nobody will nobody needs to be around anybody 24 hours a day exactly <laughs> i know i mean sometimes being uh, being around henry sometimes i'm like bitch i gotta <laughs> i'll speak to you later <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're not in a relationship here, okay? Maybe a friendship. We're in a working relationship. I mean, any kind of relationship where you're around someone, and I talk about romantic, but any kind of relationship, sometimes when you're around them, you know, those things can happen. What do you think, Pandora? (laughs) What do you think, Pandora? (laughs) Not quite this time. <laughs> I, you know, I think I think it's true. I think you really do. I think the key to not that I I know the the things about having an amazing relationship because certainly before this one I've had a lot of really crap tastic minus the tastic part of relationship. So, uh, but it just it just works, and I think that it is because from the beginning we still kind of had our own lives and we're able to do different things. So, okay. mm-hmm. did you did you how did you guys meet? Um, we met at a straight bar. <laughs> uh, what? Okay. I know. We so, were, it was a, it's a, it's a, called the Bug Jar, and it's in Rochester, and it's, um, it's kind of like an alternative straight club. They do a lot of, like, live bands and stuff, and, and we met there. And he was on a okay. date with, uh, he was on a date with a friend of mine. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow. I know. It's terrible, but it didn't Scandalous. I just thought he was cute, and when it didn't work out with them, but he actually is the one that pursued me, though. So I will say that. Okay. Oh. Okay. All right. That that that's always better when they pursue you, right? It is, because sometimes I'm just like, usually when they pursue me, it's either they just want to wear my panties. Usually they're like, "You again?" <laughs> oh my god! No way. <laughs> You've had that happen? Oh my god! So many times. Like, I'm always like, oh, this cute boy's talking to me, and I'm like, he just wants me to be his fucking drag mother. (laughs) 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 I'm like, no, I don't want to be anybody's drag mother. (laughs) You know, that happened to me once, uh, that one year that I lived in Rochester. I was dating this Cuban guy, and, like, I did drag, and I was, like, this Latina, and... uh, and I, you know, and the whole entire day I, I was up in drag and he wanted to go home with me and he wanted to like kiss me up and everything. I was like, oh shit, what's going on? <laughs> it must be like something in the water out there. Yeah, I don't know. But fortunately my boyfriend doesn't, not that I, I have any problems dating a drag queen or anything, but my boyfriend doesn't want to do drag and really a lot of times has no interest in it either. I'll talk to him and I'm like, he is not even listening to a damn thing I say. <laughs> 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 and then he's, like, 
it's probably better because then there's that separation, you know, where we're, it's not living 24 hours a day of drag. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. And then, but he'll, but he'll still come out and support you and that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. He definitely comes out and supports me and and all that. Like, he's very supportive, but. If I start talking about wigs or anything, (laughs) his eyes glaze over. (laughs) Yeah. So what what else what else do you have in a in a pipeline for for this year? Do you have like more music or I mean you said the the Chelsea late um the Chelsea um are you there yet Chelsea show um what else is going on for you for this year? Um, well, you know, I, I, I love to do more television. I don't have anything lined up, uh, hopefully. And um, I am working on more music. I just recorded two songs um, this past week, actually. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a long process sometimes, you know, getting stuff done because it, people tend to live all over and, you know, whoever you meet and, and work well with. And so it's, there's a lot of back and forth. But... Um, so hopefully, I definitely within the next couple of months, I should have a new song out. Oh, okay, can't wait. I would love to hear an album from you. Um, yeah. Well, do would you like to pay for it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, when, when Manila Lazan, when we had her on, you know, I went ahead and I purchased her song. I was like, you know, I, I know I know how to, like, you know, rip stuff off from the web, but I was like, no, I'm going to support her. It's like, if I like you, I'm going to support you. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's not, like, out of the realm of possibility, but, um, you know, I'm just kind of, I decided that I was going to work on a, a bunch of different tracks, and so I kind of, like, had a a choice of it and I want to do more of my own stuff when I go on the road and I, I do a lot of stand-up shows and I kind of want to intermix music with it and sometimes I do it now but I'll, I'll lip-sync other people's songs and so it's kind of like now it's, I want to put my own kind of funny music into it and that's really the goal. Do you have a do you have a muse? A muse? Um, well, like yeah, it's John a- and Vanity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love it. Um, you know, I'm a huge Madonna fan, so clearly she's a huge influence. But um, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I have one musically because I just I like funny songs, and Madonna doesn't do really comedy stuff. So. Oh. Yeah. What did you think for her, uh, her well performance of her super? I thought it was great. I mean, I. Shit, I hope I can like do cartwheels and all that shit when I'm 53. <laughs> exactly. You know, she turned up. Yeah, I mean that face didn't move either. I was like, Ooh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are yeah, few times. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just like, I'm just, I, I really was impressed that you know she really. It's amazing. I mean, she's. 53 and, and what you think of 53 is really not what we should be thinking of 53. I mean, that to me is like, that's like the new 50s right there. You know, somebody who's energetic and still has it. I mean, her like stage presence is incredible. I don't know if you've ever seen her live, but I, I've seen her live and I was just like, yeah. the energy that you feel there at a concert when you're in front of Madonna is totally different than you see on TV because TV yeah. still cannot really replicate seeing a concert live. No matter who you see on there, it gives you a certain feel. There's a totally different feel actually being right there and seeing them. Yeah. I mean, and her shows are not cheap, but they are they are worth every penny. They are. I didn't get tickets for this latest one because I was like, that just got too much of my damn money. <laughs> 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 that 
that's that's a whole lot of shows you're gonna have to do. I know. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, I do not need to go hook out in the corner anymore. <laughs> I just have a sign out there and sit on the street corner. I need to see Madonna. Please give me quick change. <laughs> are you are you rooting for anyone on this uh, season of um, Drag Race? Um, well, yes, though I'm trying to be very diplomatic about it, like, when I <laughs> write my reviews, because I don't want to, I don't know, I I kind of haven't said, oh, I'm team this person or team that person um, in the reviews. I did, you know, when the season first started, the only one I really actually know and knew before the show is Chad Michaels, so I've, of course, been very supportive of Chad, because he's been very supportive of me, and I think Chad is amazing, an amazing performer, and is doing a great job on the show, and I, I'm really rooting for him. I think he's great, and I really love Sharon Needles because I think that she's so um, mm-hmm. she's so different than anybody that's been on Drag Race. So mm-hmm. I, I really I, I'm glad they put her on the show for one because she's kind of like so out there and different that you know Drag Race the last couple seasons has been very like you know very girl you know we want girl we want supermodel and so this season they kind of put a few different people on there and she's one of them and so I think that's great and. Um, I'm really starting to really love Latrice Royale, who I think so is, I. is one an amazing performer, hands on anyways, and um, the, just being a big girl aside, but she's the best big girl that's been on the show at all. I mean, oh my god, yeah, hands it out. yeah. Even though I think that Delta Work is an amazing performer, and yes. she kind of she came across really bitchy, but you know, but if you see her <laughs> live, she's just incredible. <laughs> And and she hasn't been a bitch to me, so I like Delta a lot. <laughs> but Latrice That's... has like that. Per- Latrice's personality is working for TV, and sometimes yeah. people's personality doesn't work for TV as well. And I think that was the case with Delta. I think with Delta, she um, she has a very like dry sense of humor sometimes, and very like snarky. But she's like joking, and I think in. TV, it didn't translate as well. Like, it just came across as bitchy. Yeah. Mm. And that she comes close as, you know, she's very motherly, very nurturing and to the girls, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I love the trees, and I'm trying to... I'm not convinced that Kenya is uh, a biological <laughs> cell at all. Um, and unless i see it i'm not believing it so not that i want to see her peen but i I just don't believe she has one yeah she she you know she gives she gives she does i mean yeah she's a little pocket gay (laughs) <laughs> she is. And, you know, I love, um, I'm starting to really like Willem, too. I didn't like him in the first couple episodes, but he's he's really funny. Like, he's got a lot no, of really he, great lines. So. His lines have been really funny. Uh, like just I think I, I think when Milan was you know coming for him and, and he was just like oh you seem you know, he, you know or when she got on to she's like oh I'm gonna get to your level and she's like how is the carpet like she gets she gets oh. in there like she gets in these like really like one liners but you have to like really pay attention and but she's funny it's some and she's in some kind of weird like marijuana Xanax haze all the time oh my god yes, yes. <laughs> yes. oh my god. <laughs> yeah, she she's drinking for Paula. She's drinking for Paula Abdul's cup or something. Like, is that kind of like what is she saying? Like, did she say that? Like, is she alive? Yes. 
Oh my God! It's it's very Paul Abdul with a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I agree. I agree. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us. I'm, you know, I'm really happy that you you came on and um and you gave us um this great interview and you know unless you have any other questions for us, I I, I think that's about it. We would love to have you back on if you're doing anything else or if. You know, if you need some people to promote stuff for you, just let us know and we'll put it up on our blog. Oh, thank you. And remember, everybody can go to my website, PandoraBox.com, and that's PandoraBox with two X's. Without the S. <laughs> no S in my doghouse name. <laughs> okay, I'm in the doghouse for that one. <laughs> twice, twice. <laughs> Pandora Pandora puts Henry in the box <laughs> thank, thank you so much for you know for chatting with us and, and letting our listeners get to know you better and um, we'll send you the link um, to you know once the show is up and we'll put links to your website and, and all your information and our show notes okay great thank you so much for having me on well, you have a great night. Okay, and good luck too. to everything that you do. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome. Okay. Bye. Bye. Be well. Bye. Welcome back. That was Teal and Samuel, Cosmic Collision, which is a really cool track with uh, some Joy Division strings and kind of cure re- reminiscent. Um, and now um, that we've listened to Pandora and we still have some time left over, uh, I thought that we can have a topic for the main drag and. Um, and I, 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 what I pulled out of the bag from my weekly reading this week is um, this article on masturbation and the five health benefits of masturbation. And when I was reading it and afterwards, I thought to myself, you know, maybe we should just talk about like the differences of, you know, what, you know, the, the good aspects and the bad aspects of masturbation. And um, because I've you know, for some reason or another in my daily reading, not that I'm looking for it, it's just kind of like, you know, it's in my eyesight, you know, either from friends on Facebook posting links up to articles or unicorn booty or something, you know, it's, there's been a lot of talk about masturbation. And, you know, when I was young, masturbation for me um, was very exciting. And I, but at the same time, because I grew up, uh, with all this religious um, upbringing, um, I th- 
you know, it was considered something taboo, and and I felt very guilty afterwards. And you know, and now as an adult, I'm learning that something that we shouldn't really feel guilty over, and it's something that's very necessary for your body. Um, and pleasure in your body is something very healthy. Uh, this article uh, that menshealth.com had put out uh, was a it was based on a survey um, by a, a, a product peddler called adamandeve.com and um, they revealed that 27% of Americans admit to masturbating at least once or twice a week and um, to men's health they thought you know that that was a little too low and that number and they they thought it should have been higher and, and I I thought also and, and so they went ahead and they got into like all these different other articles that they've actually have written on masturbation and some of the um, uh, good things that they, they brought out of those articles. Um, and some of the, I'm going to just name five of them and then we'll get into, you know, the um, what we usually do at the main drag, which is uh, debating and or, you know, uh, bantering on different things about it, uh, about these topics. The five health benefits one being the first one is it prevents cancer <laughs> uh the other one it makes you harder <laughs> um, in terms of physique and muscle tone um it helps you last longer so it you know it helps to endure your your sex life and you know your sex your sexual se- uh, sessions with your partner um it ups your immunity so ejaculation actually increases level of levels of hormone and cortisol. Um, well, I think those are both the same thing there. Um, and then also it boosts your mood. Now, I think the last one is really interesting since, you know, if you were like myself, who grew up with a Catholic upbringing, <laughs> and you felt guilty after masturbating, um, that's an interesting one. So, you know... Uh, there's a lot of people who still say, like, you know, this is guy that I'm talking to a lot. Um, you know, I don't really fool around with him or anything, but there's like an interest between us, and he doesn't. He frowns upon masturbation. He says he doesn't even masturbate. He's like 48 years old and he doesn't masturbate. And I'm like, why don't you masturbate? Oh, I, I don't like doing it. And I'm like, really? It's like I don't, I don't, I don't feel satisfied. I'm like, really? And I. Yeah, no, that's that's a little weird. And then he said, you know, give me a good reason to masturbate. And I was like, sure, I'll send you the article. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, I also know, like, I mean, I think sometimes, too, like anything, like if you're busy or, you know, I know, like for myself, like sometimes, like, I, you know, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm not with a partner or if I'm not, like, actually having sex or if I'm, like, working or working on something or doing something and I forget, I also, I noticed that, like, my dreams are more sexual because I haven't had that release, you know? And I'm like, why is my dreams? Like, why am I dreaming about sex so, <laughs> so much? And it's because I haven't had that, you know, release, you know, because I've just been, my mind has been preoccupied with other stuff, you know? And it also is a great, you know, I, when it's not on there, it, well, at least it helps me. Like, cause sometimes, you know, I could be really tired, but then as soon as, as soon as I shut everything off and I'm trying to go to sleep, my mind is, like, racing, and it's just, like, going over everything that happened 
the day, going over like the events or, you know, whatever you start thinking and your mind starts to wander and it, it takes me forever unless I'm like really, really tired, but it takes me forever to just go to sleep. And so a lot of times I masturbate because I'm just like, oh, because I'm just tired afterwards. And I'm like, hopefully I'll just, I won't be thinking and I'll just, I'll knock out. And it usually works. Yeah. I, um, I think you're tired too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's just trying to try to throw some shit. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't help that. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, I, I, you know, I don't think maybe that's why I had that dream with Peter Bishop because <laughs> I haven't had. Yeah, you know, I was down on Long Island and everything, and you know, I don't feel right. Like, you know. If, I'm not home. I don't feel right masturbating somewhere else, especially getting jizz on getting jizz on their sheets. Well, I I wouldn't do that, but <laughs> you know, I it just doesn't feel right. Like I I I rather masturbate somewhere where I feel like myself and I feel comfortable. And yeah, yeah. So I mean, so too so, when I was in Canada, I was like, oh, should I? You know, it's three weeks. It's a long time to go without like any type of anything. <laughs> 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 is and then for me it was like two weeks so it's like it makes sense and i haven't heard that you know that that statement before i mean statement in a while that um you know masturbation is uh that you know heavy sexual dreams is the indication that you you need sexual release and, yeah which is so true and um and for me like you know i I never was, you know, when I once I found out what masturbation was, I was doing it constantly and it was fun. But after a while, it was just like, you know, as a as a teenager, it just seemed really like useless. Like I was, you know, you start wanting like the real thing. So no, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I know that there, there are people who you know who brag about like masturbating like two or three times or you know even more. Like, the, and I'm just like, really? Like, I just. It's just not after, I mean, for me, it's more of like the release aspect than just kind of like, oh, God, let me just um, just sit home and just watch porn three or four times a day and just jerk off. Like that doesn't seem, not at least for me, it's just like, oh, after a while, I'm going to be like, okay, I, I need sex. <laughs> like, I just don't want to, you know, I after a while, like to be, I just, I, I want, I want the real thing. As an adult now, for myself, like I, you know, I need, especially when I'm like overworked and I just can't fall asleep, like you know, I'll just jerk off and and that usually works. And yeah. That's that's it's great. It's it feels really good. But you know, I think and I have to agree with some of the other articles I've read um, that there is like a decrease. You know, the, there's a decrease of of your energy level at some point, like. You know, which makes actually makes you fall asleep. I, I don't know why it would. You know, it says here that ejaculation. You know, it ups your immunity. Ejaculation increases levels of hormone uh, cortisol, says Jennifer Land Landa, which is an MD specialist in hormone therapy, and she says that cortisol, which usually gets a bad rap uh, as a havoc-wrecking stress hormone, actually helps regulate and maintain the immunity. In small doses, masturbation can, produ- can pr- produce the right environment for a strengthened immune system. So, 
you know, I've heard that stress actually, you know, they, they, there are these new studies that by scientists that are being put out now that stress actually helps to prolong your um, your life. So maybe this is how it's related. But um, it's that stress prolongs your life. Yeah, stress actually stress is is good. Like good stress prolongs your life. Oh, I I was I thought I always been hearing that it's the opposite that stress can you know you know it's not good like it it can do more damage to your body than actually do. Well, they're fi- they're finding out that you know the 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 uh, you know if you have stress in your life or you live a stressful life, you'll live a longer life because you're constantly um, keeping your body stimulated uh, um, okay. without any you know extra stimulants. So okay. I. You know, maybe this is another form where cortisol actually helps, you know, and after masturbating, like, helps to prolong your life or or at least boost your immune system. But I know for me, like, the older I get, the the more I masturbate, the more it wears me out. And so, I mean, lately I've been taking a break from masturbating. And and I think there's a downside to that, you know, like that, because I don't want to wake up, like, you know, I'll masturbate, I'll fall asleep, and I'll wake up really, really, really tired. Like, I'm not, like, energetic. Oh, I, I don't have that problem. If I masturbate, like, at night, like, if I if I need to, like, if my mind is racing and I need to just kind of, like, shut everything off and and I just want to go to sleep and I don't want to, like, you know, because then it's like, you know, you're like, oh, I'll just watch TV till I get tired or because that never, that never helps. Um, but if I masturbate and I... It'll, it'll, I'm tired and I'm knocked out and then I sleep my regular hours and I I wake up fine like I don't feel tired the next day. Yeah, I I, I you know it's it's interesting because um if you are in a relationship how many people actually allow their partners to masturbate? Um I think there's a good percentage of heterosexual couples they don't they really frown upon that that you know they feel that that they're useless um, or that there's something wrong about them because their partner needs to masturbate and they need to masturbate, you know, to get off on their own. And I don't think that's right. I think that, you know, your partner, sh- you should let your partner masturbate. I th- yeah, there's I nothing, don't... Yeah. There's nothing bad about that. You know, it's... You're pleasuring yourself be- and it's better than, you know, than having to wait until you're in the mood. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I would I don't mind if my partner is masturbating. I would mind if he is if I come home and he's masturbating or fucking someone in my bed like and that, you know, you know that that I would mind. <laughs> so I don't care if he's you know watching porn or watching you know whatever and jerking off like that doesn't really you know I'm not gonna be jealous of something like that because it's natural. Um, but you know, I would if he's if he takes it to the ne- next level, then we we would have some problems. Okay. Well, everyone, check out the article, especially the part about preventing cancer, which says a little bit, but it does link to the greater article where it derived from, um, which is even more interesting. It it says that um, if you masturbate or ejaculate at least uh, more than five times a week. There were a third, you know, people who did that were third less likely to develop prostate cancer, <clears throat> a disease causing toxins buildup um, in your ural genital tract. And when you rub one out, 
you flush the bad guys out of your system, says this um this doctor. So I would uh urge everyone uh, to no, masturbate. Go no. ahead and jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> Go right ahead. Go and, right ahead. If you and if you need us to if you need to take a moment, you can put us on stop, you know, pause. <laughs> <laughs> or in between the music break, go ahead, you know, go rub one out. <laughs> okay. So that that that's it for for this for this main drag, and uh, we're gonna take a break, and we'll be right back. I think that my parts out there, and I'm so aware. I think that my parts out there, and I'm so aware. I need something more than this rusty back door. Door, 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 door. I need a cooter, a large, precious baby. I need a cooter, how much do I gotta pay for one? I need a cooter, I need. That was Cooter, the Horse with a Horn remix by our special guest, Pandora Box. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, so we've now come to the end of our show. Um, and we hope you enjoyed our interview as well as our discussion on masturbation. I hope you guys are going to get uh, go in after this and take care of yourself because we got we to gotta up that number. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but it's time to say goodbye Henry so as always we want to hear from you uh, please feel free to email us at um, oralfixpodcast at gmail.com or you can drop us a luck give us a call at 646-504-3491 so please feel free to follow us on Twitter at Oral Fix Podcast. We're also on Facebook at Facebook slash The Oral Fix Podcast. And as always, Henry and I uh, blog every week. And so you can listen to our things that we found interesting, read our blog posts on our website, and as well as download music and watch videos and all kinds of interesting things on our website at Oral Fix Podcasts. Dot com. So, do you have any other goodbyes? Uh, no, I just want to say thank you, Pandora, if you're still listening. <laughs> thank you, Pandora yes. Box, for uh, coming on to the show. And thank you to your manager, David, and 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. It was really cool having you on. Yes, it was. So again, yes, big thank you to the lovely Pandora. And so until next time when we'll have more shenanigans and probably other special guests lined up for you. Um, we're going to leave you with some music. This is You Sick and this is Off the Wall and this is the this is <laughs> the Vodinsky remix. So it's a it's a lot. It's a mouthful, but it's definitely a good track. So enjoy and till next time. You handle that very well for a mouthful. <laughs> um, hello. I learned from the best, right, Ehor? <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye.